Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. I want to talk to you for the rest of this show about your history. I'm not about codes of personality. I know many of you are feeling hurt and lost right now. You don't know what to do. I know many of you are never Trump, never Hillary. I know many of you have reservations about the libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson. And you're going, what should I do? How can I act? How can I help? I want to share an opinion with you today. That... I want to share an opinion with you today that... Maybe it gets you thinking about how you defend your country. Without going all liberal on you, I think it's time to openly admit something and act accordingly. And that is, there are two Americas. Now, I'm not going to say there's a rich America and there's a poor America. Or there's a, a white America and there's a colored America. Now that would be a liberal thing to do. The two Americas I think there are. And you're going to maybe laugh at this but just bear with me. There's America the landmass. America the country that you know. And there's America the idea. I know America the landmass has many problems right now. But I want to hit you with some facts and figures just to get you thinking about despite everything being so bad, it really isn't as bad as you might think. So let me ask you a question. Do you remember a time in your history, at any time, where so many of you had given up, no longer believed in the American dream, felt that no matter what you did, you would never make anything. Where you felt your children had less opportunities than you had when you were growing up. Can you remember a time in your history that for those feelings and emotions it was worse? I can't. I could probably point to 1861. But the... With the 1861, there was still that hope that if you won the Civil War, which you did, 
that tomorrow would be a brighter future. Let me hit you with some economic numbers. And I'm not going to hit you with too many. But despite all your problems right now, America still ranks 11th and 20th in economic and human freedoms. Now, am I saying, you know, well, we're still 11th in economic freedoms. Hey, let's have a parade down Central Park going, yay, look how great we are. We're still 11th. No. But here's the thing. We have to put this into context. Think of a country like Ireland. Heck, think of a superpower, a former superpower like England going, hey, well, we're 11th and 20th in economic and human freedoms. Can you think of one politician that wouldn't be going to their people going, hey, this is progress. Look at us. And these figures are an embarrassment to America because America that I know should be number one in both. There should be no country freer than America. However, the reason I bring these figures up in this way is just to give you some context. Look at how low and how lost you feel today. Look at how bad you feel. And yes, you are still more fortunate and closer to real freedoms and real opportunity than 90% of the world. And that's at your lowest. The other thing that people don't talk about, and I'm I'm working on a show, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a while down the road because there's so much I'm trying to make it simple. But one of the things no one ever discusses anymore is the one advantage America has that no other country can match. And that is the size of your economy. Like you look at your economic economy and look at all the problems. You've had years of slow growth under Obama and the end of George Bush. And you actually lost jobs there as well. You have the highest corporation tax in the world. You have a tax code no one can understand. Your tax code is so bad, there are accountants who do this for a living who don't submit their own tax return. And of course, you've got an overarching government which leads to excessive and burdensome legislation regulations to which you're all forced to comply with. Yet the one major advantage you have, no one says, is you still have the largest economy in the world. And it's not even close. Let me put this into context for you of how big the American economy is. You can have the combined economies of China, of Japan, and Germany, who rank second, third, and fourth, in the biggest economies, you can combine those three economies and the US economy is still bigger than it. That is how big you are. I want you to close your eyes for a minute and imagine, depending on who your childhood hero was growing up or what way you see things, imagine you have a magic wand in your hand or imagine you just went on Aladdin's tomb and you found this dusty gold little lantern and you give it a rub and a genie comes out and you have the power and the genie says to you I can give you one wish and that one wish is you can swap the future of America for that of any other nation around the world 
Whose future would you choose? I ask you, tweet me, let me know. I'm at Freedom Disciple. Send me a Facebook message. I would love to hear the answers of this. Because here's the thing. America is still exceptional. And why is it exceptional? Because if I was given that choice, now I'm not an American, I know. But if I was given you that choice, if I was given that choice, or I was asked advice in that choice, I would choose America. And I'm going to tell you why. Because America, at its very core, is not a political party. It's not a politician. It's not the result of some election. It's not a policy. And America is not a landmass. America at its very core is an idea and a set of principles that change the way our world works. That is why I think we need to acknowledge there are two Americas. There is America, the landmass that faces major, major issues. But you still have a solution, which I'll get to in a minute. But we also need to acknowledge America is an idea. And we need to act accordingly. And let me tell you why. Because a landmass can be defeated. A landmass can be destroyed, can be bankrupt. But America, the idea, an idea cannot be defeated by finances, by policies, by elections, by people. An idea cannot even be defeated by the strongest army ever assembled in this world. To use your language, to use terms you're familiar with, the progressive movement in both parties know this. And that is their plan. Look at how they've acted over recent years. They, what they want you to do is they slowly and consistently chip away at your principles and your way of life. They know the only way you can defeat an idea is by acting in a way that makes you the believer in that idea, in that dream, feel like you're useless, feel like you're lost, make you lose faith and hope in the idea. The one thing the progressive movement has that I wish the right had is their patience. They were willing to say it's a hundred year plan. And what they want is for you to lose so much hope in them that even the most ardent believer, the person who says, I will never stop believing, starts questioning those ideas. And eventually you either compromise your principles, you give up. Or ideally what they want is their long-term goal. Is that you don't tell the next generation your views and your ideas and your principles. And that America at its core is an idea. And look what happens. You have the result. Look at the young people today. How many truly believe America is an idea? Now to those listening you might be down or going oh my god it's over. This is where I give you some history. Because this sounds like a plausible and doable plan, right? Well, I say wrong. 
wrong, wrong, wrong. Because I've got some bad news for those who want to write America's epitaph. Because you have grossly underestimated the most par powerful part of America. And it's a part I believe you will never be crushed. And that is the American spirit and the American history. Because I'm going to hit you with some truth. America is not a fairy tale. The history of America is not some fairy tale where people awoke from their trance and said, Oh, let us all be free. And you all found real freedom. And then the book closes and everyone lived happily ever after. And we all linked arms and sang Ring a Ring a Rosie, where we sang Come By Ah, and we just had peace. Nope, that's not your history. Your history, your history is that of facing major challenges and overcoming them with class, honour, dignity and principles. You're feeling hurt, lost and angry right now? Let me be very blunt. Do you think you're the first generation to feel those feelings? Do you think this is the first time the enemies of freedom have gathered around both in America and around America that says, Haha, look at that, America's over. I've got news for you, you're not. And why aren't you? Well, let me give you some of your history. You, each and every one of you, are the people who overcame the king and the most powerful army of the day at your founding. Do you think the founding of America was all one-sided and easy? How do you think George Washington felt when he signed up to the Continental Army and suffered defeat after defeat and had to retreat and retreat and witness his troop numbers down from about 20,000 to 2,000? Do you think he was all sunshine and roses? Do you think he felt lost? Or how about the Civil War? Because you are the people who washed your country in blood and cleansed yourself of slavery. How do you think Lincoln felt in 1861-1862 when thousands of people lost their lives? Brother were pitted against brother, father against son, and not one side was gaining any significant advantage. Do you think that was easy? You are the people who stared down Russia during the nuclear arms race, where people were throwing around terms like, oh, well, mad, mutually assured destruction. Now, I know some of you right now are pointing out the change of attitude in your people. They're going, John, people just don't understand the freedom. People don't understand their history. Yet, yeah, you do have a point. But if you think today is the only day that there have been voices from within, that oppose your ideas on the principles of America? Let me give you some history about the Cold War. And the reason I'm focusing on the Cold War is because it's the most recent one. There were people during the Cold War who said, you know what, the taunt was a positive step, and let's keep going with it. Because, to quote some of our friends on the left, the only way you'd win the Cold War was by accepting a form of democratic socialism. There were commentators in the media who came up with this great phrase, well, I'd better be red than dead. It was your principles, your principles, that empowered people like Ronald Reagan to stand in West Germany and utter the words heard across the globe. Mr. President, tear down this wall. 
Now, I know some of people who don't like America and are not fans of America right now would say, oh, well, all the examples John gave are all wars. You know, America's just a warmonger, right? Wrong. Let us not forget, you are the people who have been unleashed and have unleashed the energy and the individual genius of man that has never been seen before. And look at the inventions and innovation you have created that we just take for granted today. Anesthetic, refrigeration, machine guns, the Model T, the Internet, and even the teleprompter. For that reason alone, Barack Obama should love America. No, you are facing major issues right now, but I've got news for you. It is your history. And the history of America will never be one of peace, will never be one of easy. It will always be hard because you believe in principles. Let us admit there are two Americas. There's America the landmass, but there's America the idea. And we need to defend both. Because the battle today is both an individual one and a national collective one. And it takes place in each of your hearts and your souls and your mouths and your hearts and your minds. Do you stand for everything that you believe is morally right? Do you stand for the idea and the principles that made America great? Like God, like the Constitution, and giving the individual the dignity, dignity to pursue their own happiness and dreams? Do you act and lead by example to show our future generations these values and principles? That these values and principles change the way the world worked so that they also may have that opportunity for a brighter tomorrow, that they can innovate, that they can create, and that they can pass on to their kids, ensuring the continuation of your idea. Or will you be the first generation? A generation I don't believe will ever happen. But will you be the first generation to lay down your principles, compromise, give up, think it's hard, and succumb to the tyranny that the rest of the world has always experienced and is still experiencing to this day? America does have problems. America, the landmass, does have problems. America, the idea, the dream, is the solution. And it is only over if you give up. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. 